today's proverb, because I'm a slut, I work for the nut. Give me 50 for this dick and 100 for this butt. Welcome, you guys, to another episode of Gay Side Stories with Trillificent. All LGBTQA and whatever other letters are there, I cannot keep up with them all the time. GaySideStories.com is the hub for more information. You guys can also email me at GaySideStories at gmail.com if you have something to say, if you have a story that you want to tell, anything like that, hit me up. Follow and interact with me on social media. Like the Facebook pages. Get, uh, get. Gay side stories everywhere. Excuse me, I've been drinking. Thank you. <laughs> uh, make sure you guys are also subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. Please do me a huge favor and take a little bit of time out of your busy schedules and rate on iTunes. Five stars, please. Leave comments on SoundCloud if you listen there. I understand there's an issue with SoundCloud and iOS, uh, a.k.a. that it is complete garbage. And make sure that you guys are sharing this podcast with other people. Get the word out. Help me make this a bigger thing than it already is. I feel like I have a little something for everybody. And if I don't, please let me know and I will try to accommodate. So this week, I have another special guest. This is a VIP guest. This is one of my oldest friends i've known him for 13 to 14 years we are unclear on the exact amount of times that we have known each other time excuse me um you've heard me talk about him on the show i have my friend dion say hello to the podcast listeners hey how's everybody doing (laughs) so so get to the point how's everybody's doing how's everybody how are you doing how's your they're all fine. I don't. Um, I wasn't talking to you. Oh, sorry. I was saying that was how you came across. Well, I just want to be friendly, and I want everybody to feel like that I care because I do. Do you? I do. Do you? I really do. Do you? Yeah, I do. I don't think so. That's your. That that is your opinion, sir. Anyway, hmm. let's move on to the school and life segment. So I'm actually going to let guests go first. What's your school and life for the past week? What helped you get through this week? Uh, so, so for the past, um, I want to say, nine years, uh, I have a group of friends from college. And what we do is just to help us get from Monday to Friday. On Wednesday, we get together and we get, um, I guess we get sloppy drunk. Um, so that's that was my school and life. Got together with my sisters and friends uh, this past week on Wednesday. And we got fucked up. I it's 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 the, the 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 goal of it is to help you get from Wednesday to Friday, and that's just what we do. So you get from Monday to Wednesday, you struggle there, and then you hang out with your friends, you let everybody know what's going on in your life, and then you move on to Friday. That's what we do. That's fair, very fair. Um, also prayers for your liver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, 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 me and my liver go through some things. Sometimes. I'm sure they do. I'm sure. I am positive. I, I want you to just pull back on that a little bit. Like just like, I, that is genuine concern, friend. I don't. I don't think so. I think you. Just, I am 100 sure that is genuine concern. I'm gonna keep an eye on that. Please do, uh-huh. and also on your own liver. Thank you. My school in life for this week is I got to put on my hat. 
of Sister Mary Petty, Work Edition. So if you follow me on Twitter or we're Facebook friends, you probably have seen me talking about my boss at work. She is a genuine white woman in America. She is not from America, so that's already a strike against her because, bitch, you are a you are a transplant. But with that being said, you know, she likes to try it and me. And this past week, you know, things came to a head and uh, she complained about me to her manager, I guess our manager, depending on how you look at it. And uh, this all stemmed from because she she kind of, you know, she gets on my nerves every day, but she got on my nerves this past Monday. And so on Tuesday, I decided to be petty because I don't like to be fucked with when I'm at work. I have to spend 40 hours with you motherfuckers. I don't know y'all. I don't like y'all. Half of y'all don't wash your hands. So the fact that you fuck with me at work bothers me. <laughs> and so come to, uh, you know, and I've said this before, like every day when it's time for me to go to work, every, literally every day when it's time for me to go, she got something to say. Oh, are you leaving? Oh, um, well, what time did you get into work? Oh, um, you know, such and such wants us to work a set schedule. I'm like, if if they worried about my schedule, why is it that it only comes up when it's time for me to go? You see me with my motherfucking purse on my goddamn shoulder, bitch. I am trying to hoof it. I'm ready to get the fuck out of here. And here you come with some nonsense. So on Tuesday, I decided we're, we're going to cut out the pleasantries. So she came into work and she was like, good morning. And I didn't say anything. And she's, I had my headphones in because I'm I, at work. I'm listening to podcasts all day. Um, shout out to all the podcasts that I listen to. She, uh, so she doubles back and says good morning again. And I'm just, I paid it again. And then she starts waving. And finally, I acknowledge her presence because I'm like, bitch, you could have been sat at your desk and got your computer going and got your coffee. Like, what is this? And she says to me, do you have a problem with me saying good morning to you? Is it bothering you? And I said, yes. You said, wait, hold on. <laughs> wait, are you telling me that a white woman said to you, do you have a problem with me saying good morning to you? And you said, yes. I absolutely did, friend. So you just decided you, you was going you was gonna start the war. I was done with white woman at that point right. understand right. where i'm coming from all right fill me in let me know i was happening. done with white woman hood at that point <laughs> i don't care if it's american or if it's greek italian i don't give a damn what kind of variation of vanilla you are i was done so you just you just flung the first grenade sure all right how how that turn out for you well Apparently, not saying good morning to white women gets under their skin because she then went on to complain about me. And so our manager came to talk to me and uh, we had a conversation and I told him, I don't appreciate the bitch. I don't like the bitch. I don't honor her. I'm not here for her. I'm reclaiming my time. And he was like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) and so he was like well let me bring her in here so that we can try to come to a resolution we in fact did not come to a resolution 
we sat there and argued in front of well let me rephrase i tried to say things and she did what she always does does what kind of words does she cut me off me it's like i literally got seven words out in my sentence and she was already cutting me off and that set the tone for the for the conversation and so it ended with, I turned to, to our manager and I was like, so where do we go from here? Because I'm not about to sit here and be arguing with this bitch of her flat ass face. I mean, I didn't say flat ass face, but I was like, home girl, home slice, home skillet. Let me tell you what I'm not about to be. I'm not about to be arguing with your ugly ass. All right. You, your mole already disagrees with me and I disagree with it. And here you are oh arguing with me. <laughs> About everything that comes out of my motherfucking mouth. I don't have time for this shit, bitch, on today. It is Tuesday. It is not close enough to the motherfucking weekend for you to be fucking with me. And what did your manager Because, you know what? Because during the conversation, she tried to say that I was violent. Because the week prior... I, uh, she pushed, she frustrated me to the point where I had to, I literally had to get away from her. I had to get out of that office. I had to get out of, I had to get away from my desk. So I got up and I took a break and because I didn't say good morning that morning, somehow that catapulted because, well, let me rephrase because I didn't say good morning that morning and I didn't speak before I left the day before somehow that all equates to. Uh, Trillificent is violent. Mm. And I said, you raggedy, olive-smelling bitch. I said, olive-smelling? She's Greek. Fuck her. But does she smell like olives? I don't give a damn. I don't get that close to people. (laughs) Okay. I said, I'm thinking to myself, in this economy, in this society, you're going to just casually be throwing around that I'm violent at work? I said, have you, I'm thinking to, I'm like, have you lost your motherfucking mind? Well, fucking clearly, she was really trying to get somebody to get you up and out. And was mad as fuck. Because the, our manager was sitting there, he was like, he threw his hands up. He was like, well, girls, I don't know what to tell you, girls. Um, We just all need to get along. We all have a job to do. Everyone's important. I don't want to see anybody leave. Oh, she was she didn't speak to me for the next two days. I mean, for the rest of that day and then two days after. She didn't say anything. And when I tell you guys, you listeners, you wonderful people who listen to my voice, when I tell you those two days of her not speaking to me, her not interrupting me during my work, her not asking me asinine questions every other hour, when I tell you I got so much motherfucking work done, and when I tell you that our communication was limited to email and it was literally like three emails back and forth the whole day, eight hours, any other time you interrupted me every hour, if not multiple times during the hour while I'm trying to do my work. Now, all of a sudden, because you're mad, you're not speaking to me somehow, you don't have nothing to say to me, but three times the whole day. Now, Friday you know, we, we spoke a little bit because she was on the phone. Somebody came in. That kind of opened the door. But by this point, because I'm like, manager has already made it clear that he's not trying to lose me. I'm valuable to the project. I don't feel like my job's in jeopardy. And, you know, I've been petty for a week. Um, So Friday, I was like, I mean, you know, whatever. 
I flirted with the idea of trying to, you know, extend an olive branch, but fuck her. You don't get no olive branch from me, ho. I was saying, like, a, a person who uh, would go to management and say that a black man is violent is a person that does not deserve an olive branch. Exactly. And that was what I reminded myself of because you're trying to say me, quote unquote, throwing keys and throwing chairs. Is violent. I'm like, bitch, this ain't Maury. I'm not throwing no motherfucking chairs. Like, we not in here boxing. We not scrapping. I'm like, if I get up abruptly and my chair hits something behind me, that's not me being violent. If I drop my keys from a greater height than normal and it's loud and it startles you with your bitch ass, that's not me being violent. And then she tried to sit there and argue with me about the word. Like, well, I consider it violent. You might not. I said... I am a black man in America. You're not going to sit here and be casually throwing out the word violent and then not want to be res- be res- uh, be reciprocal of me letting you know why that word is not one that you need to be using. Anyway, I say all that to say my school in life this week is that I was petty as fuck as work at work and I don't have no fucks to give about it. I feel good about my decisions. I had fun. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to that bitch. And then, do you know the bitch had the nerve to come to me on Friday and try to ask me to work on Saturday? (laughs) Nah, bitch. (laughs) I was like, if you scared of me, why you want to be in here with me and it's only us and probably like a handful of other... Like, cut the fucking shit. So, I I got my whole entire life that the white woman tears and the white woman then did not prevail on that day or or any other day after. Shout out to me. Now I'm trying to figure out how do you how do you work with this person from here on in? Like how do you how do you show up to work and not look that bitch in her face every day? Like real hard. Just be like, yeah, bitch, I'm still here. You know, my presence is enough. I don't need to go to the I don't need to go the extra mile. Because now because my desk is in front of the door to get into our office. So she, not I, like the whole office, but we share an office. So she has to walk by me every day and she has to make a conscious decision to not speak or acknowledge me when she walks in. And when I tell you, I get my fucking life every day when she does that, I'll be like, keep on walking, bitch. Keep on walking with your uh, dusty ass. I got to tell you, uh, Trill, I, I work in an office. I, I've been in my job for more than 10 years now. So now I'm sitting in a yes, you have. I'm sitting in a space that's in the main walkway. And what I feel so good about is that I am I have let people know enough to not come fucking with me that when folks walk by me on my path, they don't speak. Like they know that I don't want to talk to them. So they don't say nothing to me. Just keep on walking. Isn't it it is just it is such a blessing when people come in to work in the morning and they don't speak. Like, shut the fuck up. I don't need to speak. Hmm. I don't even want to be here. Do you understand how comfortable my bed is? Do you understand this sleep that I was getting that was interrupted so that I had to come here and look at your ugly ass? Do not speak to me. I have one coworker that that says the first time he passes by, he'd like to say good morning. And he asked before he did that. And I was like, all right, fine. The first time you walk by in the morning, you can say good, you can say good morning. He walks by, he says good morning, keeps it on moving. Then he don't say shit to me the rest of the day. 
outstanding. Yeah. Claps for him. Well, snaps. Whatever. Anyway, let's move along. So, the Come Quick segment. This week, I have another Twitter poll that I did. So, this Twitter poll was, and it was fitting for my guest, me knowing him the way that I do. The question was, have you and a friend ever had sex at the same time in the same room with different people? Okay, I saw this. So what I'm saying, I'm not saying, did you, have you ever had, you know, like a threesome or a foursome or an orgy with your friend? I'm saying you and one individual was getting it in, slapping the skins. And your friend also was in the room with someone else getting it in and slapping the skins. Has it? So first, I'm going to ask, your question, yes or no. The, 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 I'm sorry, let me rephrase. The answers are yes, hell no, and not yet. So where do you fall in those three? I fall under yes. I figured you would. <laughs> so the Twitter poll, which I don't remember how many people took the poll. It doesn't matter. 47% said yes. 29% said hell no. And 24% said not yet. So all I want to say is y'all are some freaks. The yes and the not yet people. Shout out to y'all. How are we some freaks? Listen, not everybody can afford those double rooms, those, those an extra hotel room in their 20s, Mr. Moneybag. We don't need to get into all of that. We don't need to get into the poor shaming. How, what Just The circumstances saying. are inconsequential. That it happened, huh? Because there are people who actively do this. Good. Yeah. Um, and it's not a money issue. It's a bitch, we all freaks issue. I mean, it's that's why I do it. I'm good. Yes, I'm, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm well aware. Oh, okay. All right. So we're just going to introduce me to the podcast like that. Like, you're going you gonna to put me out there as your resident freak. Yes. Oh, all right. Then <laughs> as, long as, as long as we know what we're doing. I mean, you know, let I don't I don't mince words and I don't tell lies on this podcast. I thought you knew that. You listen to this show. I do every <laughs> You know that I don't tell lies. I absolutely get it. No no Donald Trump here. We don't tell lies. Oof. So the second item in the come quick is a shout out to Star Trek Discovery. So there's a new iteration of the TV show Star Trek coming out and they are actually featuring some gay uh, characters on the show so Wilson Cruz who you might know from I think his first thing was like my so-called life Absolutely. and he was also uh, Janito, Juanito or Janito one of them in Noah's Ark um, he's going to be on the show I think he's going to be the husband I'm kind of on I'm I feel a way because he it seems like he's always cast as the significant other of the gay character that's true i would much rather see him be the gay character and let him have a significant other but whatever i mean yeah, I, like, like i remember he was on a show uh called uh, a tnt show called raising the bar and one of the prosecutors on the show was secretly gay and wilson cruz play, played a guy that he hooked up with and then ended up in his court so yeah he does tend to play the love interest Right. gay character. I mean, shout out to him for getting work because God knows that, you know, it's trash out here and they be treating LGBTQA people like trash and don't even want us to play our own roles. They want straight people to do it. Um, and also Anthony, I think Anthony Rapp, who I was not familiar with. I think I've seen his show before. I mean, show, show. I've seen him before, but I think uh, I'm not familiar with him. You know, he's a white 
he's a lily white with like red hair you know I mean but shout out to him whatever they're both actual gay men playing gay roles oh that's nice um it's a CBS show. I believe it's coming out this fall. So I'm here for it. It's actually going to be on there. No, like it's the, on. The, it's C- like a CBS app, right? Yeah, it's going to be on their online uh, app. Like my mom is a is a huge Trekkie, so um, so I'm going to have to like, probably have to get the CBS app and then give her the username and password because she's going to be there every week for every episode. Right. I believe what I read was like the first episode will air on CBS yeah, in September to, to and generate the, interest, and then the rest, and then of the, the rest will be on the app. Yeah, which that might be a new way that they start doing shows. So they so they started it with um, I don't know if you ever watched the show The Good Wife on the CBS. It was an excellent. No, Google I've been show. meaning to. I believe it's on my like Netflix. Right, so, somewhere. I've so they started it with The Good Wife. Uh, well, they had a spinoff of The Good Wife called The Good Fight, and so the whole first season of that show they aired on there on their online service and so that's the first show they did this with and they had success so they're moving on with Star Trek shout out to that so we are going to move right along Uh, so this week I wanted to I've been wanting to have a conversation about bisexuality Um, I feel like often the B gets kind of left off or dismissed in that acronym and that's not right like bisexuality is a real thing it exists it's not something for you to cast away to the side and be like oh that nigga just gay or whatever the case may or be one of them that nigga gay but that girl yeah she she um she bisexual that's cool um i think that there's a conversation to be had there so I chose this topic for you because you do identify as bisexual, if I'm not mistaken. You are correct. Woo! I be knowing. So I wanted to start off with the actual definition of bisexuality, but I didn't want to do like a Google search or anything. I wanted to know what your actual personal definition of bisexuality is. So uh, my personal definition of bisexuality is having sexual attraction. Uh, to both men and women and as far as I am concerned that is cisgendered men and women I have yet to have experiences with transgendered or non-binary people so I mean my definition or rather my sexuality may evolve one day but for right now I have only had experiences with cisgendered men and cisgendered women so yeah so it's bisexual for me okay that's cool Uh, do you feel like People who don't identify as bisexual are willfully ignorant about what bisexuality truly is. For example, like cisgender people, or I'm sorry, not cisgender. Uh, what am I? Sorry, y'all. I have been drinking. Uh, Dion has been providing alcohol. Yeah, he's out here with this uh, hundred proof Captain Morgan. So. Oh damn! I can't even do a full note. Oh, oh, don't I hear Mariah carrying on y'all? Lord. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's your whistle word? Whistle word should look like. Don't do it. Let's, <laughs> let's, just, let's just move on. <laughs> okay. So, uh, but what I mean with that question is, do you feel like people who identify solely as heterosexual that they don't know what bisexuality is, so they try to classify it as something that it's actually not? You know the funny thing about um, uh, about. Uh, by erasure is that <clears throat> it's it's the same thing as with 
white privilege. People who identify as heterosexual do not feel, and there, you know, there are a lot of people that that are recognized and understand, but but people who do not identify as anything other than heterosexual tend to think that those are those other sexualities are not valid. But it's the same thing with white privilege. So it's like. If you're white, you don't think that you have a privilege. You think that for somehow, some reason you get all the things that you get and, and life is as easy for you as it is because you worked hard for it, whereas the rest of us are struggling to get a quarter of what you get. So it's, uh, for me, it's that. It's people who, are, who identify as, other than, uh, as anything other than heterosexual uh, have it hard, and <laughs> heterosexuals don't really get that. So, yeah, you can you can be obtuse about it, but that's your business, not mine. Okay. So, a follow-up question to that would be, because I said heterosexual and you, you focused on heterosexual, but in my experience, there have been a lot of homosexual people, especially men, who have the same mindset that a man, and it's usually exclusive to men, like, you know, women, women's sexuality has a different set of rules in society for whatever reason and that might be something that i explore later on a different episode but in my experience a lot of homosexual men will say the same thing that no a man can't be bisexual he gotta be gay so what are your thoughts on that um so when i answer this question i have to answer it as a as a black bisexual man right right? Uh, yes because color does play a a huge role in that yeah thinking. because 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 white men are allowed to be they're allowed to be fucked up and they're allowed to Listen, have, have experimented and all of that let me tell y'all say. something white men are allowed to be out here fucking animals horses and pigs and they barely even go to jail for the shit i don't even know if that's illegal but they don't they don't get a lot of flack you know farmer joe be out there be like well i mean my pig ass was looking especially fat that day what was i supposed to do <laughs> and nobody says anything you know what i'm saying but let a black man be like i'm attracted to men and women it's like oh no nigga you gay and it's just like why why do we do that why is that a thing so i so i've given a thought some thought to you know this and I, and i'm going to say something that's pretty general and it's not just towards sexuality black men are not given the space to be complicated mm. we're talking about uh, mental illness we're talking about the the crippling anger that black men tend to fit, tend to have in their lives you know um, not all of them of course but and then then sexuality black men are not given the space to be anything other than this uber masculine uh, mandingo that that, that that women want or uh, and, and that white men fear like that we aren't we aren't given the space to be different mm. agreed um, and oftentimes, like if, even if we start out like trying to trying to find ourselves in that space, we're you know, quite often we're physically beaten into being uh, what other people think we should be. So, and this is me speaking as a a black bisexual man. Just shit, like it's 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 hard out here. Like, <laughs> I would add to that. Speaking from the homosexual point of view, I feel like, and I think if I haven't said this before, I'm sure I've thought it, and I'm sure it's been said before, and people have probably written think think pieces about that, but it's often that a marginalized group feels like the way to not see themselves as a marginalized group is to be able to look down on another group. 
And I feel like the same way that a lot of gay men and maybe gay women, I'm not sure, the same way that they look down or they have something stink to say about transsexual people, I feel like they do that about bisexual people. Uh, I think that there's a level of heteronormativity that goes into it with, you know, because there's no reason for a gay man to be saying that somebody can't be bisexual. Because if we're going to be honest and we're going to keep it a buck and some change, a lot of y'all use bisexuality as a crutch to come out. And now, because you used it as a crutch to come out, you feel like it's not an actual valid sexuality. And I find that that is it. Like, when, when somebody is in high school and, and you know, they, they want to say they're not sure of their shit, so they say... I'm bisexual and that's the thing that they identify as rather than just saying I'm outright gay. So when you decide, you know, or when you come to the conclusion, we're not just talking about deciding, when you come to the conclusion, when you realize who you are and you are a gay person or a gay man or, or a lesbian woman, uh, all of a sudden people who say that they are bisexual are not bisexual. Right. They are just transitioning like you were. Right. And it's not fair for you to put your journey on everyone else. Like don't project what you went through on everybody else. Like my bisexuality. God. My God, everyone is different. Yes. <laughs> and it's valid. Nice. You know? Like I say, I and for anyone who's like, oh no, y'all just talking shit. Like I have known this man literally for 13, 14 years. We again, like I said before, we're we not we're not sure. <laughs> we aren't we are not sure enough. But I've known him long enough and he has been the same person this whole time. When I hear about his exploits, there's women, there's men, there's men and women. All right? And never once have I looked at it and be like, no, he's secretly gay. Like, he just he just don't know it yet. He ain't come to the conclusion yet. But one of these days, you know what I'm saying, he going to join the Sith and he going to he gonna come over here and be, I'm going to come to the dark side. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Never once have I thought that because number one, your journey is not my journey. I, and I'm, I'm in no position to police your sexuality. Oh, and, and I think and a lot of homosexual, especially men, but a lot of homosexual people, they, they have this liberty that I'm allowed to police other people's sexuality. And you are not. I absolutely the, don't believe in it. The I only think... person's sexuality you need to be concerned with is your own Ooh. and whoever you are fucking. Say that. I, I, I am a firm believer that you cannot declare someone else's sexuality. Right. Sexuality is a thing that has to be owned by the person whose sexuality it is. If you are a gay man or a lesbian and that is the shit that you are into, that's where, that's where you are and you know that's who you are, there you go. Be that. If you're a, <clears throat> a man who has a dick-sucking fetish who claims straight, I ain't got nothing to say about that. Just watch the teeth. Well, I, and you know, that's actually, that's a lesson for most of us. Watch the teeth in all things that you do. <laughs> in all things, watch you know, the teeth. No one wants a, no one wants a toothy clitoris stimulation. No one wants a toothy dick sucking. Oh, all right? that sounds painful. Watch the teeth. None of us Don't want that. Don't keep the porcelain away from the genitals. Ouch. Um, I would also say that uh and i know it's jokes when gay men are like oh you know such and such is gay such and such is gay 
leave that shit as jokes. When it comes to people that you know in your actual, and I'm talking about like celebrities, when it comes to people that you know in your actual life, you take people at their face value. If someone said, tells you they're bisexual, it's not up to you to be like, it's not up to you to turn in the motherfucking murder she wrote a Matlock and be like, well, I'm going to get the real tea on what you're doing, bitch. That's not up to you. It isn't at all. It's number one. And number two, again, as this has been said over and over and it will continue to be said over and over, sexuality is fluid. Absolutely. So it may it may actually be a journey that someone's like, someone may actually feel like, you know what, I'm bisexual. And later in life, they may be like, you know what, I'm gay. I like the bus. I like the dick. And that doesn't mean that they were always gay, just waiting to come to the realization. It could just mean that that's where they are at that point in, exactly. their, in, in their sexual journey. Exactly. Worry about your own goddamn genitals, you bitch. No. <laughs> okay, so I got this question from uh, a podcast, uh, the ladies of the Petty, Petty by Nature podcast. And they asked... Why all the shade to those of us who identify as bisexual? Can I answer that? Yes, please do. <clears throat> all right. So, so everybody thinks. Uh, I'm sorry. The majority of people believe that um, somebody's self-identified sexuality is a self-fulfilled prophecy, right? So, if you're a gay man, you are feminine and promiscuous. If you're a lesbian, you wear flannel and coach girls sports if you are a bisexual person there is no way in hell that you can be in a single relationship like you cannot be monogamous you cannot be you can you cannot be faithful you're greedy um that that's how that is how the stereotype is for bisexual people and that is where shit the the start of it begins like people believe that bisexual people can't be in relationships they can't be faithful they can't be good to whoever they are with because they are selfish they want to be out here having sex with everybody and that's just that ain't the truth agree i i definitely agree i would i would venture to take it a little bit further and say that most people do not know and or understand and or understand and or care what bisexuality actually is, what it means. Um, a lot of people, like you said, a lot of people, they do. They assume that if you're bisexual, that means you want literally everyone. And that's if you are confining your thought to just a binary gender system. I think that you want everyone. They think that you don't have any self-control. They think that you're greedy. They think that you can't make up your mind. And that's not the case. If I'm that's just like if you are straight and you're in a relationship with a man or you're in a relationship with a woman, that does not keep you from being attracted to other people. Exactly. It's no different than if you're bisexual. It just crosses gender lines. Exactly. You don't have to have sex with every person that you're attracted right. to. Right. Because, because we don't all have sex bisexual. with everyone that we're attracted to. Damn right. You know, so this thought process that bisexual people are some kind of heathens. You know, and they out here having orgies all the time. That's what their life is about. Like, no. Right. A bisexual person can sit down and have a relationship with a the man. They can have a relationship with a woman. And that be the end of it. I actually, I liken it to a lot of people not understanding what it means for a gay man to be versed. But more on that on another episode. Oh. Like, is, that a, is that a difficult uh, listen, concept to grasp? Listen, because there's a lot of gays out here that feel like if you verse... 
then that means you're that just the bottom who's ready who's tr- who's trying to find himself. Either you're just the bottom struggling, or if you're in a relationship with someone, they're not gonna be able to fulfill all your needs, and you're gonna be looking for something else constantly. But again, more on that on another episode. People are weird, man. <laughs> I really think also I think that a lot of people in the LGBTQ spectrum, and maybe it's just the L and the G. But they think they are just as insecure and afraid of losing a partner to the opposite sex as people who are heterosexual are of losing a partner to the same sex. And you are absolutely not wrong with that. You you aren't at all. Um, what I <laughs> what I have heard, I've heard a lot of stories about. Uh, goodness, we were supposed to get to this later, but we're, we're talking about. Uh, in dating uh, myself, um, it is a it is it has been alarming to me the amount of women who who will tell you up front that they are not interested in dating a bisexual man, even if you haven't you know laid that out there. I was on a date with a woman. We had been out. <clears throat> three or four times like we were pretty comfortable with each other and we were in a bar like she was she had her legs draped across me like we were you know it was it was probably going to lead to sex that night and and she said to me that oh i could never date a bisexual man like i was just i was thought that was odd that was something that she just came up and came out of her mouth and come to find out later that when she was in college she dated a bisexual man who was out here wilding and so because of her experiences with him, she put all bisexual men in a box. And was like, oh, I, I can't, oh, I can't do that. I can't, I can't date another bisexual man. And <laughs> it was just, people will tell you up front, like that, like that was the first time I think I ever realized that, oh, people will tell you when uh, you aren't for them. And it's like, okay, I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna be done with this. I, I, I man, like, I think she expected, Check, to, please. I think she expected to go home with me that night. And I was like, well, I'm going home. And I gave her a, a, a kiss on the lips when, uh, you know, I let her, I let her in her car. She was like, oh, do you wanna? I was like, nah, I think I'm good. But, yeah, know, I'll see you again. <laughs> I guess I'll see you again sometime. And no dick for you. No intention of seeing her again. But that was just because. No mouth for you. She let me know right then and there. She didn't want to date a bisexual man, and, right. and and I don't intend to, you know, get myself involved in a in a serious or a long term relationship with a woman that I, I couldn't say, well, hey, I've had these experiences in my life. Right. Um. Jumping back a little bit to what you said about the categorization, I mean, I'm paraphrasing in the boxes. Um, I think that a lot of people, and I. Th- in my experience, or maybe in my observation, I think that a lot of people in the community feel like they are above putting people in boxes or putting people in categories. But that's absolutely what we do. Like gay, and I think gay men are probably the most uh, guilty of this. Gay men, they love their roles, they love their boxes, and they love their labels. That's, that's true. Um, one of the things that I've, I've never under, really understood is this the strict adherence to the uh, the top and bottom role. Like, like I've heard you talk about that plenty of times on this show. Like, you know, you know, bottoms, you know, bottoms expect this, tops expect this. But I've never understood like 
like how people are like <laughs> I get fucked or I only fuck and that is the role they choose and so therefore every interaction they have has to fit within those guidelines oh I'm a bottom I can't deal with somebody else who identifies as bottom as though y'all both don't have dicks I, I don't I don't know Ooh, that's a whole different conversation um, my last thing on this question would be I think that there's some resentment, you know, like that whack, like that whack bitch could. <laughs> Listen, Beyonce told y'all at On the Run, that whack bitch could never. And now she got the memories out, and they are glorious, and they are filled with the milk of God. Aren't they, though? They are glorious. Shit. Woo! Shout out to Jay Z. Anyway, he I think the shit out of her after that after that picture when she was sipping that wine. Listen, like that was check please. I after think she that. right at the point too. It's like about six weeks. <laughs> anyway, we don't need to be speculating. On, anyway. No, no, they should be passed because those babies were born in June. I'm tripping. Oh yeah, she definitely getting a pipe. Ah, uh, she getting that curve. Ah, uh, June, the best year, best month, best month of the year. Whoop, come Whoop. on, yes, say it again. June. Um, but no, I think that the there's some resentment. I feel like people think that. Uh, I think that they loop sometimes DL men, quote unquote, in that. And it's just like, okay, you DL, but you really are bisexual and you're not claiming it, which means you really are gay and you're not claiming it. Can we can we spend a little time here uh, on, on, on the DL men? Um, which could be a whole other episode. That like, could be a whole other episode. Like Kid Fury was telling y'all, he never did that, that uh, DL men uh, video because it is... It is complicated. It is dense. It's extremely complicated. And and when you when you say DL men, like when to me it sounds like you're talking about men who have relationships with women but have sex with men on the side. Mm-hmm. And it's <clears throat> and 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 again, I, I it's one of those things where I wouldn't do it because I believe that my life should have a certain level of happiness and I don't think that, you know, not telling a woman that I'm bisexual is at all going to be lead to any type of happiness. Fair. <clears throat> that is absolutely fair. But I also understand how it happens that you end up in a relationship and uh, you're 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 with you're with a woman and and she she fills you up the way that you're told that women are supposed to fill you up and you know she knows everything about you but you didn't tell her about how you know when you lived in the dorms with your friend you know y'all watch porn together y'all jacked off together that that escalated to y'all giving each other head when there was no pussy to be had and you know you got this special relationship with this one particular dude and you don't tell her that because you've heard the way she talks about her gay cousin and you can't ever you know deal with this woman who you love and who you want to marry saying to you that you are everything but a child of God and that is how DL men get created like that's how that's how a man decides well shit I I, I want to recreate this closeness that I've had with this friend I mean there could be plenty of other things that lead to that but it's like that's how I want to recreate this closeness that I have with this friend back in college and so I'm going to get on these apps and I'm going to do this on the cool. And I ain't going to ever tell because, you know, that don't, it doesn't make me gay to, you know, do these things. But perhaps if the woman that these these women, these men are involved with are 
open to hearing that they had these experiences. Maybe we would cut down on this crazy shit that people attribute to men who have sex with men and don't disclose that to women. Like, if you are open to hearing that... I'm bisexual. I'm bisexual. I think, and I think, I think they go, I'm, I'm putting, I'm picking up what you're putting down, that the... The erasure of bisexuality It does lead to Now it's not the sole factor Because some niggas are just trash Absolutely, And we will never excuse Y'all out here being trash But I think that that bisexual Erasure or that That escalating You're not Bi you secretly gay And ill whatever the case may be that leads to DL men. It's like I can't come out as bisexual. I can't say that I enjoy both sexes. And not even because that. Because if I do, you're going to label me as gay. And not even that. I can't say that to the person I'm supposed to be closest to in this world. Because then to her, I'm going to be a gay man that she's been sleeping with. Right. And, and then that's a whole other conversation about how, you know, women uh, are feeling like. And I think a lot of them don't even realize that they're doing it. But, you know, you really are holding in some internal things that you feel like gay men are less than. True. But at the same time, I can't, dude, I'm, I'm trying to be uh, as, as, as honest on this as I can be. There are more men having sex with men who mainly have relationships with women out here in the world than anybody realizes it's it's fucking nuts when you think about it like i know a number of married men who who are bisexual and they claim that but they haven't told their wives that listen all you gotta do is scroll through a for a and you will see all of the bisexuals and you know it's funny because they even try to have their own little club where it's like you know I only want to deal with other men who are married and da 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 da. But again, that's a whole other conversation. For whole. But is it a whole other conversation, or is it a part of this? Conversation? It's a part of this conversation, but it can be explored deeper than we are going to on this particular episode. Okay. So, uh, agree or disagree? Do you think that people need to quote unquote come out as bisexual? Now, the reason why I ask this question is because I've been seeing or maybe I've been paying more attention lately that, I, you know, celebrities and things of that nature have been, quote unquote, coming out as bisexual. I think the la- when I put this together, there was somebody uh, there was like a, a black or a mixed guy on like the Flash or something that came Kim's out as bisexual. There, the, the guy who played kids Flash. Or so yeah. I want I'm curious about your thoughts on that. Do you think that that's something that you need to come out as? So I understand the argument that um, heterosexual people think that uh, sexualities other than heterosexual are abnormal because they don't know anybody. They don't think that they know anybody who is a sexuality other than heterosexual. I understand that argument. Like, um, so Rachel Maddow made that one night on her show like years ago. She was like, "So come out, come out wherever you are," and it's like, no, I don't, I don't agree with that because. <clears throat> One, I don't think everybody has to know your business. Like, uh, I'm of the mind that sexual identity is, again, yours. You don't have to share that with anybody if you don't have to. But at the same time, not everybody is safe coming out. 
like not not if, not if not if you know it, you may think that grown people can say what sexuality they are and they can live out in the world and do whatever they want to do because they're grown um i take it back to that um that young those two young men a couple of years ago they were grown but uh they for some reason they had to spend the night at one of their mother's house and the mother was okay with them being there and she knew you know she knew they were a couple and she was okay and they were sleeping on the pull-out bed and her husband came home from work saw the two young men on the pull-out bed together cuddled up as they did because they do they did that regularly he boiled a pot of water and he threw it on them they were in a place where they thought that they were safe the young man whose mother it was thought knew who knew who this young man that he was there with his boyfriend she knew that he was gay and they went to sleep and they could not protect themselves from this man who didn't I don't know who thought well I'm gonna fuck this shit up like you, you don't know who is safe you don't know anything about anybody else's situation so I don't think you can call for everybody to come out I think everybody has to do it because I'm going to say this. I believe that coming out is an act of bravery, and I do not blame anybody who doesn't have it. Because I think we talked about this a little bit before. Everybody's situation is different. And not everybody is, like you said, is in a situation where it is safe. Because, to be honest, you never know who is going to turn on you because of sexuality. You damn sure don't. And as crazy as that might sound to anybody hearing my voice right now saying it, it is the absolute truth. Yeah. You I, never know. I mean, I am a I am a living testament. I've had I had a friend and I think I talked about this on uh an earlier episode where we were talking about uh straight boys. Or maybe I didn't, I don't know. But I had a like we had been friends like we were friends since like elementary school like this is somebody that i was in the front yard playing power rangers with like we got to fuck these putties up all right so which ranger are you bitch because i i know which ranger i am and fast forward to college and i felt like i needed to come out to my friends and i told him that i was gay and he completely turned his back on me and having that long bond and that and even a rekindled bond because we had lost contact for a long time and then when we were adults we were back in contact you know what i mean and that i really did feel away because i i only came out to people that i thought i would be safe doing it with and he let me know in no uncertain terms that i'm not with that shit and you don't ever need to bring it up again and that was pretty much the end of the conversation because it's like you telling me that I can't talk about a whole portion of my life. Now, granted, I'm I'm already discreet. Like, I don't just be telling. I have certain friends that I confide in, but you cut me off at the knees. And I think that that applies in all situations, whether you're lesbian, whether you're trans, whether you're, you know, I feel like some of the sexualities under the umbrella may not have the same stigma. They have a different, like I, and comes to mind like asexuality. I don't think it has the same stigma. It has its own set of problems, mm-hmm. which we don't need to get into. Um, at least not on this show. So I, I 100% agree that it's not 
always safe to do so. And especially if you're a celebrity, because I don't care what nobody say. Like you have to be, you have to be a certain kind of person to be gay or come out as gay and still be able to be successful in Hollywood. Like I said, it's a it's an act of bravery to come out and. And the be same out. thing with bisexuality, for the same reason as we were talking about earlier, that a lot of people feel like bisexuality is not a real thing and that you're actually gay. You know, and what you I can't think? be bisexual. You can't bisexual. You can't be bisexual at any point in your life. It has to be one or the other. I think a lot of people are about to have to face that. Like, um, I probably should have said this to the come quick. Like, did you hear that thing yesterday with that lawyer that that sued Usher is, a, is about to file three other lawsuits against yeah, him, I saw that. and one of them is supposed one to be a man. a man? Let me tell you, in my group chats, they lost a goddamn mind. And see, for me and the people that I was on Twitter with, and even I don't even know if I talk to any of my friends about it, but I'm like, that's not. I mean, let's be honest. Number one, I and most people that I know are not, uh, we're not shocked, we're not surprised at all about this revelation. But it's just interesting. And it'll be interesting to see because I know a lot of people, and immediately I saw people like, oh, this is just too much, or this is just sensationalism, or this is just somebody trying to get a check because they see... And it's funny how we forget that that's oftentimes how things go. Like when one person has the bravery to say something or speak up, other people find strength in that and are able to do so as well. Hmm. So it's not always a case of I'm just trying to get money. Number, one, I mean, and in this instance, bitch, if you exposing me to motherfucking STDs, oh yeah, the problem is not that I'm entitled to something. From <laughs> the you. problem is not that. That he might have had sex with a man. The problem is that he's out here having sex with people and not disclosing that he may he have He is fucking STD. wild. Yeah. <laughs> Let's call it what it is. Let's just say what the problem is. It's not that one of those people that he that he exposed may have been a man. That's ridiculous. Okay. So, um, I feel like we could go on and on about this, but I'm going to... I think I'm going to wrap it up with this. So, do you always tell people... In your dating and sexual situations that you're bisexual and besides what you've mentioned have you had any other issues because i've noticed that you have been very very is not the right word i've noticed that in all of your examples you mentioned women mm-hmm. so i'm curious if you had any situations with men where you said i'm bisexual and if you've had any issues and is that something that you are committed to always doing Maybe not necessarily up front, but somewhere close until the beginning stages of so talking to someone. Do you let them know? Yeah. So because I usually, I mean, I don't know. I guess I understand where people stand on these things, but I usually men I tell up front. Like if I'm like if I'm going out with a dude, or you know, bisexual. Like you know, I, I, I'll you know I'll put that out there up front. Um, you know, I, I don't think I've ever had a problem with that telling men um as far as women go it's not something i lead with um if i'm if i'm finding myself moving into a more serious uh, direction with a woman it's it's time to sit down and maybe have that discussion but it's gotta be something that i know is going to happen i mean i've i've had uh, good experiences with with telling women and um, I don't think I've ever had a really bad experience with telling women, but you know, you you, you tell a woman, well, I'm bisexual. Like I'm only 
I'm not messing with you right now, but I've had sex with men in the past, and you know they they'll take their leave or or they you know they want to think about it, and you know a couple times you know women are just like oh okay um let me let me deal with that for a second, and they do and. You know, we continue, and you know, the relationships will end for one reason or another. But it's, it's not, you know, the fact that I'm bisexual. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I think we'll wrap it up there for now. I feel like we will probably revisit this topic, this conversation at a later date. I could sit here and talk. <laughs> <laughs> I could talk a long yes, time. We about, know about that we could sit here and talk for a long time. A, uh, as I, evidenced by this evening, uh, Trilipson, I haven't told you that we sat here and talked just about shit for three hours before we ever turned yeah. on the mics. Yeah, so. we were supposed. To, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, needless to say, we're real friends, and we sit here and we bullshit and we talk, and we waste time talking. We did not reclaim our time. So no shout outs to us. Oh, we just we we hung out as friends. We did. We hung out. Fair enough. Uh so let's move on to the queer query. Oh goodness. Okay. Yeah, so let's get into it. Cause you guys know I like to wrap up my shows with guests, depending on the show and the guest with the queer query, to give you guys a little bit more insight into that guest. Right. First question, you're locked in a sex dungeon. Who's in there with you? And what kind of toys or apparatuses are in the room? So if we're talking dungeon, I am more of a dom. So I'm in control. Uh, whoever is in there with me is is in my uh, swing and waiting for me to do whatever it is that I need to do to them. Come on, sling. I enjoy yes. slings. Like if somebody willingly gets their ass into a sling, like they they just want you to do whatever you're gonna Listen, do to them. It's all my to do list, and I enjoy it. I feel like everyone needs to experience being in a well, not everyone, but I feel like a lot of people would benefit from being in a sling at some point. I'm gonna ask you a real personal question: Have you ever been in a sling? I have not. It is on my to do list. Ah, to be up in a sling. Yeah, why not? You know. I mean, all you have to do is lay there. You know, it ha- well, okay. I preface <laughs> that with saying that it has to be someone that I trust. Okay. Because you're not gonna be out here color xing me in no motherfucking sling. All right, you're not gonna be out here having my goddamn innards on the goddamn floor. So my gonna, chitlins need to stay intact. Okay. So you're not gonna find yourself in the basement of a bathhouse getting reamed out by everybody in the in the, in the place. Not. That's not right. my ministry. And if that's your ministry, more power to you. Please get tested. <laughs> Um, but that's not my ministry. Like, I like to be in those situations with people that I trust. People that I trust that if I say "ow" or "you're hurting me" or you know, when I get out of this sling, I'm gonna run you over with my car. They take heed and be like, "Let me change what I'm doing or stop what I'm doing." So you should probably let anybody know that you're who you're about to have sex with. That you will run them over with it, with your car. I mean, to be honest, I would run anybody over with my car. Anybody can get it, whether we're being sexual or not. That's true. I, I just, remember. I remember when you had your last car, and you, you know, and you threatened the salesman. They they know about me at that Honda dealership. They know about me. <laughs> okay, next question. Oh wait, no, I didn't answer. Um, for me, I, I, apart from being in a sling, I guess, with someone that I trust. 
I think that I would benefit more from like a personal sex junk, you know, sex dungeon. So that would be with a significant other or, you know, if I just come across a freak and he's like, look, I got this dungeon and I'm like, oh, let's go see what that's about. I'm like, I mean, as long as it's clean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm trying to be slipping and falling, no goddamn roaches on the floor, no shit like that. Every sex dungeon should be clean. Um, Bleach. Like bleaching. Uh, let me see. But if it was, if it was not a situation like that I described, then honestly, it could have any number of things in there because I would probably be more of a voyeur. Ooh. Do you do you want to, is there certain things you'd like to see? Mm. Um, I am a little, I'm a little curious about the, uh, leather. Mm. Um, something about leather gloves, just, anyway, um, the light flogging, not that shit where y'all be out here having a motherfucking passion to Christ. I can't deal with that. Yeah, but you know, a little light flogging or spanking. Um, <laughs> I would actually, I would actually love to see a situation where they have like one of those machines that like one of the fuck machines. Yes. Oh shit. Like I, I, I feel like that. I'd be like, oh, the humanity. Like I wouldn't want to watch that. Oh, I would definitely. Well, because I would you be can't, up. you can't stop a machine. Like if you're tra- if you're strapped down in place and getting fucked by a machine, you can't tell it to stop. They made a choice, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm hoping that they have a safe word. Because <laughs> I'm gonna be in there watching, like, mm, girl, how it feels. Mm, mm. <laughs> like I like with the person, I'm like, uh, he he looks like he's in pain, and that. Well, I mean, to be honest, they always. A lot of times people look like they're in pain. But they're there for the pain. Another one that I would I would like to see is one of those apparatuses where there's like a a flesh light type of situation. But it's like a like a, a horse, like a pom like a pommel horse thing where multiple people can be doing it at the same time on different ends. God, is that a thing you've seen? Like is that there a porn out there that does that? I did not see it on a porn. I actually saw it on a, and I'm telling all of my motherfucking business and yours too. <laughs> I may have actually seen it when I uh, when I gifted you that flashlight. Ah, that's why they have one. Too. I don't know if they had it on there or if it was just something that they were showing in the pictures. But they had an apparatus where they had a crevice on both sides or multiple sides where you could stick them in, and you know, multiple guys were like, I would, I would see that. Like and just your good old fashioned orgy scene. Oh, okay. okay. With, with with fleshlights. No, I mean in addition, like I I was adding something to the list. Ah, okay. A good old fashioned orgy. All right scene. then. Okay, so uh, if you could retire today, and money is not an object, where would you retire to? I would have if I would have homes in multiple places. Um, I love Paris. Uh, I like London. I don't know that I won't live there forever. It's too um, expensive. I really love Rio. Uh, I've, I've been there multiple times. It's really great. If you're really rich, you can have a fucking amazing life there. Um, if money is no object, I want to <laughs> winter in Texas, uh, summer in Paris, spring in New York. Fall in LA. Come on. 
Um, I think that I would permanently retire to like Bora Bora. Now, along the same veining, if money is not an object, then I would probably have homes in different places. Like New York. I like New York. I know a lot of people there. D.C. I know a lot of people there. So I would want to have some kind of home there. Um, somewhere on the West Coast. You know, obviously I would have something here in Texas. Just because, you know, Houston, Texas, baby. Um, but I, I think my, and you know, travel. I would travel around the world. But I think my permanent home would be either somewhere in Hawaii or somewhere in Bora Bora. And I'm just uh, speculating because I've never been to either. <laughs> you just want to be, you want to be in a place where people can't get to you? Yes. Because <laughs> that's... Somewhere that I, people can't get to me that has a beautiful beach. Like, that, like Hawaii is a little more accessible, but Bora Bora, that's a... That's Bora Bora is like, Bora bitch, leave me alone. <laughs> Bora bitch, leave me alone. <laughs> and that's what my, that's what I'm about. Okay. okay. <laughs> Only being bothered when I choose to be. Okay. Okay. What's your favorite superhero movie? Okay, so <clears throat> because you're a geek and I, I'm a geek, so I, I thought this was fitting. It was. It was. It it, it, it threw me into turmoil yes. when I. You've when been I, in turmoil for quite a while over this question. Quite a while. I did not realize the amount of anguish you would have. Whew! It just. I was torn. It was like. I had to sit down. I had to review every superhero movie I'd ever seen and decide which was my favorite. Um, so what you come up with? Do you go with a team movie? Do you go with a solo movie? Uh, are we talking something where with a lot of special effects or something you know, moderate special effects like? The Punisher movie, the first Punisher movie, not the one with Dolph Lundgren, but the one with Thomas Jane. That was great. Not a lot of special effects, but it was hyper fucking violent. I loved it. Anyway, that was a good movie. What I came to Punisher movie with Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, from like the eighties, oh, maybe early nineties. So where I came down on, and I don't know how many of your listeners would uh, agree with this, but I came down on uh, the nineteen eighty nine Batman movie. And the reason why I came down on the side of that movie is because that movie, I was seven when that movie came out, right? And so that movie, when I saw it, made me feel all of the things that I require when I see a superhero movie. Like, it's like I am filled with the wonder of seeing Michael Keaton dressed up as a six-foot bat dropping into that art museum grabbing Vicky Vale and coming back up like that I had I had the giant Batmobile poster that was over my bed I had the car I had the Batman action figures it was truly a moment in my life and so every superhero movie therefore after in order for me to truly enjoy it, it had to fill me with that same wonder that the 1989 Batman is. So we're talking, I was watching Suicide Squad last oh, August, no. and I had to break that movie on, did it make me feel like the seven-year-old that watched 1989 Batman? So, that's, so that is the movie upon which I base all my 
love for superhero movies because I love the genre and I don't hate any of them. It's just, you know where the top is. Can you reach the top? So, that's my reasoning for picking 1989 Batman. Okay. What is your favorite (laughs) So, not too far away from you, my favorite superhero movie is Batman Returns. God damn it, it was outstanding, (laughs) wasn't it? It was so good. Like, not only was the movie good, like, everyone's performance was out. Like, Catwoman was epic. Penguin was epic. I don't remember what uh, Christopher, uh, what's my face's name? Walken. I don't remember what his character's name, but he Max was Max Shrek. Everyone. This is why I'm sitting here with my motherfucker. Everyone was so epic. And I think that Penguin's death in that movie took me down. And it, I mean, I think to this day, when I watch that movie, I have it on Blu-ray. Got it right over here on the wall. It takes me down. Like, there was something about those penguins. Like, all right, get your fat ass in this water with your dead ass. I was just like, this is too much. They took their fallen brother into the water. They were like, come on, bitch. And I was just (laughs) like, oh, my word. Not only that, but also, again, Michelle Pfeiffer, as there were, no one could ever. She was mag. Absolutely, she was so good that she has uh, that that uh, origin for Catwoman has set the tone. Like they did that shit on Gotham this last re- last season. And uh, when I thought about, because a lot of movies swirled into my head, some good movies, some not so good movies, but I still enjoy them, like Spawn. Um, but I, when I thought about what is a movie that just has so many elements and so many so many pieces to it that just make me be like I am on time for this Batman Returns I'm sorry if y'all hear uh, I don't know why you out here bitch cutting the grass at 9 o'clock it is on 9 Saturday, p.m. and I have a neighbor cutting beat. the grass <laughs> shit is stupid anyway okay so let's wrap this up I actually have a few wild card questions Okay, two of the same question just different we are going to play Fuck Mary Kill. Oh, okay. I don't think I've done this in a little bit on my show. Um, so we got two rounds. Now you did this a couple of weeks ago, I remember. Or at least well, on the episode. I, mean, I wasn't, I, you know, at one point. Anyway, I was doing it every week, but I haven't been. All right, so round one. Fuck Mary Kill. Kerry Washington. Rutina Wesley. Jason Momoa. Oh, shit. <laughs> Because this is the bisexual episode, oh I God. thought it would be good to mix it up, mix the dudes up a bit. I gotta kill one of them? You do. Just <sighs> the rules. Alright, well, because Rutina Wesley owns a piece of my soul, I will marry her. Oh my God. I love that dark skinned goddess. She's everything. Oh shit. Anyway, like, yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, whoo. It hurts to say this because I want the experience. I would fuck Jason Momoa. Kill Kerry Washington. I love Kerry Washington, but in this scenario, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta keep Rotina by my side and fuck Jason Momoa. Mine is a little different. I would, I would marry Jason. 
and I would fuck Rutina because, hey, soul sister. And uh, as much as I love Carrie Washington, she would have to get the axe. Yeah, like, like I'm with you. Like, Carrie Washington's been with us for a long time. You know. And and I love her. I love her. And love it, her. I mean, maybe it would be like a pity kill. And I was like, I mean, girl, you know, you can wrap them lips around something before I, you know, stab you in the neck or whatever. I don't know. But that would be the it. But I want you to understand that, that, that my marriage to Rutina Wesley would be one of the most passionate of all time. I, 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 I understand. I can see the passion radiating off of you. God, you can feel it across like the Like an table. aura. Shit. You know, I'm sitting here like, am I watching Chappelle's show? Like, you got an orange aura like James, Rick James? <laughs> okay, round two. Firefly edition. Fuck, Mary kill. Mal. Jane. Wash. Ooh, okay. So, <laughs> the, the, so the reason why this just excited me so much, because I literally just finish a rewatch of Firefly and Serenity maybe three weeks ago. So outstanding. I'm I'm if we were talking Chuck and Adam Baldwin, who plays Jane, I would probably do the fuck. But as Jane We're talking the characters, not the actual actor. Right, 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 right. I'm talking about I want you to understand the character that looks exactly the same. If we were talking about a different show, totally do the fuck. But because we are talking about Firefly, I would have to give Jane the X. And I love Jane, but I would have to give him the X. <clears throat> I would marry Wash because Wash is outstanding. And any place that someone who looks like Gina Torres has been, I'm trying to be. God, I wish you'd thrown Zoe in there because I, you know. Watch me out the window. I'd be down with Zoe. Gina Torres is Torres is exquisite. Goals. She is exquisite. Goals. Shout out to um, Lawrence Fishburne, who is uh, exquisite. Exquisite. But shout out to her because Lawrence Fishburne got a big dick. So okay, didn't know that. But all right, he does. Good to know. I'm thinking what movie did I like? School Days or something? Oh yeah, probably back in the. I was like. And that's on soft, my word. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, um, and you know, I'd fuck Mal just because Mal, you know. Mal got a nice booty. Mal got a nice booty. I would, uh, I think I would fuck Mal too. I think I would marry Jane. There's just something about tall. I don't know. There's something about Jane. Jane's a roughneck. That gets my motor going. Got a rough yo. Got to get a rough neck. No, let's not do that. Okay. okay. And unfortunately, Wash would have to get washed. Um, Wash is so funny though. Yeah, but Jane is like tall and like muscular and like can kill people easy. I don't know. I, I like redheads. Alan Tudyk is fun. You do like redheads. You are fond of redhead. You like an orange spike. So. I think that will wrap up this episode of Gay Side Stories. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you have any feedback about anything that we talked about, specifically as far as bisexuality and how it's seen across the community and heterosexuals, please feel free to, you know, tweet or 
leave a comment on SoundCloud, email, all of those good things. Make sure that you guys are also checking out the Sounds of the Stories playlist. I believe that Chartreuse Disaster uh, has recently updated the playlist. It is on the SoundCloud for the page. And as always, thou shalt protect thy walls. Amen. 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 <laughs> Bye, guys. Thanks for having me.